Hey everybody, thanks for listening in to the surprise drop episode of Good Times Roll. We're going to be reviewing Barbie and Oppenheimer here. Recently, I said I was hoping to have a spoiler-free review of these two movies. After our recording, I can't fully confidently say this is entirely spoiler-free. I would say it's more spoiler-light. If you're not worried about kind of general things that happen in the movie, you'd probably be okay, but if you don't really want to have any idea of what's going on in the movies before you see them, I would definitely recommend going to your theater and seeing these movies before listening. We want to encourage patronizing movie theaters and going and experiencing these things in big audiences, and right now is a really fantastic time to do that, so if you have the opportunity, please do. Alright, that's it. Just wanted to give that quick disclaimer before we got into it. Hope you guys have fun with this episode and enjoy listening. Thanks. And I had this idea. Do we want to call like the game master, the director, and the players, the cast members? God damn, that's brilliant. That's actually right? really I fucking good. Love that, my man. Why do we not come up with that sooner? Good God, that is a great. That's a idea. great idea, okay. man. I love All right. that. And what better one to start doing it than a Christopher Nolan film? Yeah, that's true. And the Barbenheimer weekend, more importantly. My girl Greta. Greta Gerwig. Writer and director. Put that shit down. Yeah? Lock it. Lock it. Lock it in. Hi, everybody. Hello, friends. How are you doing? Who's the who's got the silly boy chair today? Oh shit! I'm howie, your howie. silly little goose. <laughs> I'm silly little boy. I've always been silly. I'm All right, silly that's enough. Up. We're uh, we're here on a momentous weekend in film history, Barbenheimer weekend. Oh, can I go? Can I get a please? Another one? I'm your silly little Ken. How? Oh, he's our silly little Ken. How 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 many years ago was it that? Remember, I sent you guys that that picture. It was talking about Mamma Mia and Dark Knight. How that would have been 2008. Ate. Okay. So. so 15 years ago. Yep. Yes. Yep. Sheesh. Sheesh indeed. <laughs> um, we're in a, a great, great weekend for film, for cinema. It's, it's awesome. I've been, I've seen three movies in the theaters this weekend. I guess Oppenheimer twice and Barbie once. And yeah. each time I've been to the theater, it's just been packed. Just a ton of people in it. It's, it's great. great. It's great yeah. to see so many people coming out to the movies and yeah. stuff. Um, having a good time. People are getting dressed up. It's it's awesome. It's really fun. We we love to see it. Um, um, do we want to introduce ourselves? I was going to say, I am your friend, Mason. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I was trying to think of something Casey. clear. Uh, yeah, I'm one of your hosts, Casey. And I'm, I'm your, your silly, goofy Ken, <laughs> Howie, which you can call me Kanawi for the rest of the Kanawi. recording. And that's Knuff for me. Uh, that's Knuff. We are Knuff. Yeah. I, guys, can we get a, can we get a clean... <laughs> I am Knuff. I am Knuff. I am Knuff. That's our daily affirmations. Uh, we <laughs> just got out 30, 45 minutes ago from seeing Oppenheimer. Yes. We saw it in 35 millimeter, which was a treat in my opinion. I was interested to see what you guys thought of that. I, I loved it. Yeah, it was it was great. It was it was really nice to see the the burn marks. Yep, the cigarette burns. Yeah, yep. yeah, it, and it it was like an old school movie theater too. So that was that was a lot of fun as well. Yeah. Seeing it in thirty five millimeter, very historic movie theater in like the city we live in. Yeah, so like a lot of old people there. A lot of old people. It was it noon on a Saturday when we yeah. saw it. That's prime old people time. Yeah, but yeah, we had a great time. Um, 
it's like a it, it just feels so much warmer than like a regular projection like in a, in a movie theater i think the, it the 35 millimeter it, yeah. it just brings a whole different depth to it so that was super fun yeah do you guys want to talk about oppenheimer since it's fresh or do you guys want to go in chronological order we saw barbie a few days ago i would say let's talk about oppenheimer first oppenheimer yeah, first it is fresh great it, yeah. it is fresh but also i kind of want to end on barbie yeah so I, I guess I'll start. Yeah, yeah, go, go, go. Not go, my go favorite ahead, Nolan movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the shift between the objective and subjective views. Okay. Uh, just, for, for anyone who doesn't know how he's talking about there, the movie is filmed in both color and black and white. It was actually the first movie ever to be filmed with black and white IMAX. Um, oh, I, I actually black didn't and know white that. IMAX film. Yeah, That's they, they cool. invented it for this movie. Christopher Nolan wrote the black and white scenes with an objective point of view and the color scenes with a subjective point of view, which I knew going into the movie, and I felt like that kind of helped me distinguish between what kind of things were going on. Casey, for example, I actually don't know if Howie knew that before going in or not, but Casey definitely did I probably knew it. I probably forgot. forgot it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Mason had mentioned this after the movie, and it, it definitely changed my perspective, maybe just a little bit. I mean, it's it's a little hard to remember because it, you know, it was a very long movie and a lot happened. Very long. So I'll definitely have to go back and rewatch it and kind of keep that in mind. But I, I did notice, right, obviously, right, that they make a distinction between color and black and white. So in your head, you're already thinking, okay, there's some sort of difference here. Yep. Um, and I did notice that variance. I just didn't necessarily pick on, up on that, you know. I don't think I would have picked up on it yeah. either if I if I hadn't known it going in. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I gotcha. I just feel like it could have been communicated better. Sure. You know, more naturally. Also, I feel like there is a clear kind of villain of the story and that you don't notice that until like there's like a twist but it's i wouldn't even say it's it was a twist it was just more of like yeah peeking behind the curtain kind of showing the whole information as it goes than like piecemeal but you're saying you would have preferred having hints of that sooner oh more 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 foreshadowing maybe yeah because like that isn't shown until like probably about two hours plus into the movie I would agree with that on a first watch. On a second watch, there's very minute details that he puts in to yeah. just like glances and that. looks and like yeah. things that I definitely didn't pick up on yeah. the first time. Because I, I, oh, I, I definitely agree with where Howie's coming on that. Like yeah. I, I did not pick up on it until the, the, the kind of the sort of twist at the end where I was right. like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And the, the, like there were some scenes, right, where they were like, obviously they kind of explained it as they went along. But in the very beginning, I was confused at you know, why Robert Downey Jr.'s character was sitting where he was in that specific scene and mm-hmm. then why um, Cillian Murphy was sitting at some other table and it was just like, huh, what's what's kind of the, the difference here? And right, obviously as the movie goes on and explains it. Yeah. Didn't necessarily pick up on that like right off the bat. Sure. I will say conversely, the first time I did watch it, I, I really enjoyed that kind of turn at the end, not knowing that throughout the movie. But I also yeah, definitely they do see let you saying. figure it out. Yeah. It comes out very naturally and like very intensely at the end which is very powerful but i definitely see why maybe through i I feel like the movie is just very kind of like split focused on i guess the objective side Mm -hmm. and then the story of oppenheimer's life and up to the creation of the bomb where it kind of feels disjointed in a way. Sure. Um, yeah. And I guess that's how it probably was in real life, though. Yeah, I think because it, his, yeah. his life work was up until that point, but he, then he kept living, yes. you know, and so like things kind of like he was in control for like three years and then his hands were washed. He became broken. He, you know? he was fractured as a human and, yeah. and then other people had control of him. So I will say originally me not liking it was supposed to be a bit. 
I was gonna say I was a little confused. Like uh, you said, it's not your favorite, your favorite. No, Nolan no, movie, which... I, I really liked this movie. I think I didn't do a good, jo- good enough job. Okay. Oh, I see what you're getting. I really like yeah, this yeah. Movie. I would agree. It's probably not my favorite Nolan movie, but in my opinion, it might be his best. I agree with that statement too. And um, like, definitely. I would watch Interstellar or The Dark Knight like on a monthly basis for the rest of my life and yeah. still be happy. I probably don't want to watch this movie again for a little while. That's fair. You know what's funny is me talking about it, trying to talk shit about it. I actually liked it more. Right. Yeah. You're like, like picking I, apart I your own myself. argument. You're like, yeah. I was like this oh, isn't even now. cool enough to yeah. even try to yeah. save face. Yeah. For but it. you you did kind of make a good point at the end there, right? Like a, a big thing with Cillian Murphy's character and kind of right. Like it seemed like maybe like a subtle theme, or maybe it was to me, maybe it was should have been more, or it, maybe it was more obvious. Uh, was that right? They, they said to him that, you know, you and like all your scientists, like you guys will be a- around as long as we need you. Yeah. And then, right. Like just like that. And it did feel very sudden in the movie, but I'm guessing, right. That yep. was trying to pick up on kind of the reality of it that all of a sudden people just started turning against him. All right. And they also kind of got at themes that like, you know, maybe Oppenheimer wanted this or maybe that's what he was going for. So there, it, there was a lot of like, it was left you know, very much open to interpretation of the audience on how they're supposed to interpret, right? Like, like what his values are, what his morals are. And I think that's one character, like one of the fellow scientists literally tell him like, no one knows what you stand for. And I think that's the whole point of why this movie was made Yeah, because no one knew kind of his perspective. I, I mean, like obviously like growing up, learn of Oppenheimer and you learn of like how World War II ended but that's kind of like a footnote, you know, like right. you don't really know how how he felt about it, you know, because like the creator of the atomic bomb. Yeah, he he's got the weight of then, the world on his yeah, chest. He makes it and he has a very famous quote, you know, uh, I have become death destroyer of worlds. If I remember correctly, it's quoted from like Hindu scripture. Correct. Right. You know, the gravity of his situation. And then he be, like kind of like does a 180 where he's like, no, yeah. this isn't good. And it kind of like portrays. The duality of man, you know, like you can do one thing and think differently, have your morals and ideas and then like betray them. Right, right. And at least you could definitely tell that throughout he was very conflicted with what he was doing. Right. And obviously he kept pushing along. Right. Because, you know, he's a physicist. He, you know, he's an academic like this intrigues him. But there's also moral problems with it. Um, and you even saw, right, when he's trying to convince everyone, right, to, to use the bomb in that one scene where they're mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, the, you know, the, the war has ended. Germany, you know, has surrendered, you know, Hitler's dead. Oh, but the Japanese still fight on. And kind of his argument is that, you know, if we send people, and I, th- this might actually have been in a, in a, in a, in a different scene, but if we send all of our troops to Japan, more people will die, right? All these Americans plus Japanese will die. But then if we just send the bomb, just the Japanese will die. So it's like, okay, now, now, now you're playing this moral game. You're like, right. okay, is it wrong to kill more people? But the other solution isn't necessarily the right solution because you're still killing people. You're still killing a lot of people, a lot of innocent people. And throughout that whole movie, you just like are, I feel like, torn mm-hmm. either way between that. Through um, the objective and subjective lens of right. being a scientist or being someone yeah. who's giving people the yeah. power to Which destroy. Which is super, super clever. Yeah. Um, and even in scenes, right, when they tested the bomb and they're like all celebrating and they're like all patriotic, like, and uh, at least for me, I'm sitting in my seat and I'm like, like, I, my, my face is like red. Yeah. I'm just like this, th- like, I feel like I'm going to be sick. Yeah. Well, I mean, like all the patriotic or nationalist kind of scenes yeah. where they're all excited to be American are almost filmed and directed in a way that's like 
ironic or like it, it is very like, ironic like mm-hmm. saying yeah. like oh look at these like not idiots but like these people are cheering and celebrating and then we have this you know huge uproar and then it goes silent and we just hear the scream of one you know dying mother or something and like yeah. then you know Killian's walking away and he steps on a body made of ash that you know he's just murdered essentially and it's it's super powerful uh, what did you guys think of the performances of specifically the top three performers in my mind for this movie, who mm-hmm. I assume will all three get at least nominated? Obviously, Killian Murphy, yep. Robert Downey Jr., and Emily fucking Blunt. Can you? I. Oh, yeah, she was good. Great. God, she, she blew me away. Great. In this she was movie. really good. All three of them. I man. didn't like her character up no, until. I mean, up until the end. Up in, until in, the yeah. end. She was really good in the end. Where I yeah. feel like she gets portrayed kind of bad. She gets like a bad rep. Yeah, well, like the, the whole time you're like, Manhattan oh, she's this project. drunk, you know, she's yeah. she's just kind of and then like along. She, she was a real one. I would yeah, say. she that, was real as scene, hell. There's like an interrogation scene between her and Jason Clark, mm-hmm. and she just kills it. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's like yeah, literally you real. see you see her like face change and like yeah, like a switch is activated in her brain, and it's so good. It was so good. I think she did a stellar job. I mean, she did great. Robert Downey Jr. has a really like like low key like a super good performance i mean obviously he's a fantastic actor but he isn't like loud and abrasive until like there's until he's put in a corner uh, until until he's put in a corner and then he's like he's like a predator he he really feels like politiciany gives you know saves face does things for appearances only but like when he gets back in the corner he starts to like bite like you see his like his true nature he really plays that character well too. i think i agree i yeah, think honestly like job. i mean killian murphy had a great performance but yeah. i think Robert it's Dine killian Jr. murphy was, right not i think i've kept saying cillian murphy i've been I, I thought it was cillian when before too it is killian it is okay is gotcha killian. gotcha yeah great performances all around really yeah. Oh, so yeah. good. So good. Yeah. yeah. I loved Christopher Nolan's interpretation of anxiety with the foreground staying still and the background oh, shaking. So oh, that was really good. There was yeah. a, a couple times throughout the movie that they did that. And it was, I thought, I just thought it was really elegantly done. And especially like when he chose to show that. It was always yeah. in like really intense moments for Oppenheimer. Right. Which is really yeah. Cool. Either like, you know, he's being grilled by someone or right. He's being applauded by someone, right? Total op. And he gets anxi- the same anxiety in both cases where he's just like thinking yep. about the, the consequences of his actions, which is really interesting. The sound design Ugh. of the, the, you hear it even in the marketing, like the, the, the stomping, the stomping, right? Yep. Oh, I didn't yeah. know, obviously, until I saw the movie what I honestly thought it was had to do something with the bomb. Yeah. Like that was like the ignition sequence or yep. something. Uh, and so like when you finally like get to that point in the movie, cause you hear it earlier in the movie, especially like in scenes of anxiety, like you said. And it's just like that reveal is so good because you would think like, you know, that trigger response, you know, and that sensation would come from like a negative event, you mm-hmm. know, or, or something yeah. more traditionally harmful, but it actually came from him getting praised and, and just yeah. that. Whole, feeling guilty for that feelings praise. and you know so yeah. something he's getting awarded for actually becomes like something horrifying. his worst nightmare yeah. you know because i'm sure he would never want to hear that ever again right so do we have any like final thoughts on oppenheimer i mean i think all three of us can agree it's a masterpiece yeah, yeah. i mean i would probably put it at a 10 out of 10 yeah like, I, I would yeah i i think i agreed with what you guys not not to like hop on the bandwagon or anything but i think what you guys said um i do agree with it it wasn't my favorite nolan film yeah 
but it was definitely, you know, in my opinion, it was his best film. Yeah. Just everything that he did was perfectly calculated. And you walk away from the movie just with this, like, almost like this weight on your shoulders. And you're yeah. just like, the, the things that we are capable of doing is terrifying. Yep. And that is something that we have to live with. And, you know, actions like this, right? Like, you know, it's going to be inevitable till we were to, like, even, even if they were to stop, right? Even if they're during World War II, they were to, you know, stop the whole, you know, Manhattan Project and we'll sound like it's still like, it's almost inevitable that someone yeah. at some point was going to do that. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the title of the book that the movie's based on, American Prometheus, is just an incredible summation of, of what actually is going on. Um, yeah, without a doubt. It's, it's really cool. The book was given to Christopher Nolan by Robert Pattinson on the set of Tenet. Batman. Wow. And uh, That's very cool. Christopher Nolan has had interest in Oppenheimer for longer than that. He's, uh, Oppenheimer is actually referenced in the end of Tenet. Somewhat of a plot point. Not not really, but they, they kind of reference back to him yeah. as like a similar situation therein. But anyways, it was really cool to learn that the... You know, fi- final you know nail in the coffin for Christopher Nolan for deciding to make this into a movie was was a gift from Batman. A gift from Batman. Like, the best Look, way it could have been put. Batman gave that's us awesome. Oppenheimer. So and that's all we can say. Yeah. That's amazing. Yep. <laughs> so uh, we've talked about how this is Barbenheimer weekend, and it's been like a huge press thing, and like on social medias yep. and stuff. And there's been so much. Do you guys know why Barbie is coming out the same week as Oppenheimer? No clue. But I do know at the theater today, some really weird dude in oh, front of yeah. us got a... Actually, you know what, Mason? Why don't you tell the story since it had such an impact on you as, he, as he just, just a funny just, moment? He just stood up and he's like... It was like right before the movie started, you know, the lights were about to go down. He's, yeah. He stands up and he's obviously just a patron. He doesn't like work there or anything. He's like, oh, uh, just quick question. Who hears for the double screening? Anybody here for the double? And somebody was like, me, and the like, double I'm, feature. Double think, feature, yeah. I think is what he said. And yeah. He was just like, all right, cool. Nice. And he sat back down. Didn't like that one bit. Nope. Yep. Made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> Anyways. It, it was very meme Very funny. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a little bit of a history lesson, but I'll go as quickly as possible. Uh, Tenet was originally slated to come out in the summer of 2020. Uh-oh. Something happened in the world, summer of 2020. And we the had big to shut love. down. The, the big oops, as the we call love. it. Yep. And we had to shut down movie theaters for a while. Christopher Nolan is a huge proponent of seeing movies in theaters, showing movies in theaters, having that communal experience in a theater with an audience and experiencing something new. So it's something he really believes in, and he's kind of known in the industry for that. Yeah. Christopher Nolan has almost his entire like professional movie-making career worked with Warner Brothers, who released Tenet. Warner Brothers, at the beginning or early lockdown, made a deal with... HBO Max to release their movies in theaters at the same time, also on HBO Max. Christopher Nolan was not crazy about this. They made this deal without consulting the directors, without getting permission, and basically Christopher Nolan flipped shit and said, no, absolutely not. I refuse. I don't know the, the specifics of that battle. He eventually won, and they got a theatrical release only for Tenet in November, I think, of 2020, okay. which didn't do very well. People were still very worried about going to the theater. Totally reasonable. But at that point, he cut ties with Warner Brothers. So now he's working with okay. Universal Pictures, which is what Oppenheimer was released under. Do you know what studio released Barbie? It's it's in the movie. Uh, the corporate scene, uh, like the skyline, when you go into the CEO room, Warner Brothers Discovery. Warner Brothers Studios. 
Really? Warner Brothers decided, well, this isn't official, but it's pretty hard to deny it and it's uh it's it's, some shady it's, shit. it's all it's all but official that Warner Brothers decided to release their biggest summer blockbuster on the same exact day Christopher Nolan released his summer blockbuster. Wow. It's like there's some bad blood. Jokes on him or jokes on Warner Brothers cuz it worked in everybody's it, favor yeah. and it blew up and now everyone's seeing both movies. Mutually yeah. assured success. Yeah. Which I think is super funny. Yeah. That it kind of, you know, bit him in the ass but Hey, you know, here we are. Maybe maybe they wanted it that way, too. That way they could get more publicity for Barbie. Maybe? It's possible. Yeah, it's possible. I do remember the Barbie movie initially getting a lot of backlash. The, the whole, I, I just the whole think Barbenheimer I, thing is caught on, for I sure. I think they were trying to do it out of spite, and then they just, like... Rolled they became, with it. They yeah, became yeah, so tied upwards. together. It yeah. Was, yeah. It's yeah, I gotcha. so good. They're so diametrically opposed, and the idea of just going to see both of them in one day is just such a fun idea, and something I'm glad that lots of people are embracing. Yeah. I mean, there was literally a Wikipedia page about, on ba- about, about Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer. Yeah. That's amazing. So that. we didn't see them in both in the same day, but we saw Barbie a few days ago. What did you guys think of Barbie? I loved it. Uh, it was I a, did too. It, it was a great movie. I really enjoyed it. It's very fun. I didn't know what to think before. Oh, it was I went into so it. fun. So fun. Yeah, it was uh, a lot of fun. I wish we drank before. Yeah, <laughs> it would have been a good. <laughs> it'd been so much more fun if we had like some like tequila. The first some tequila. The first act, specifically tequila. Like before Barbie kind of gets to the real world, I was tripping out so hard because like with with them they start and they're like you know eating breakfast and and drinking and they're in barbie land and like they're doing all these things the way a barbie would so there's not any you know milk in the cup there's not actual food on the plate there's no water coming out of the shower they don't brush their teeth yeah they just kind of you know their names are their names are all barbie and ken right i was having such a cognitive disconnect you just disassociated completely having a real hard time i loved the artistic direction of that i think it was a great choice it really did take some it just messed conditioning for me a little bit yeah. to, to get yeah, used yeah. to that's 100 percent fair yeah i i think that was definitely intentional yeah oh no yeah. absolutely I, I think it yeah. makes so my brother and i were talking on the way home from watching barbie he like expressed he's like i just wish we saw more of barbie interacting with the real world and like getting a reality check right and i my point of view of it is like we already know what the real world is like. We know secondhandly what being a woman is in the real world. Like we, cause we all, cl- women close to us, they share probably about like 1% of their actual experience with sure, us. Sure. Yeah. And it seems horrible. Yeah. And you know, the, I think the target demographic of this movie is women. Yeah. I mean, definitely. And so, according to the attendance at our theater when we saw it, we uh, were the only group of all men, which, you know, Good for us. Good for yeah, us. Four, 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 four men going to see Barbie. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Women already know what it's like to be a woman in the real world. Right. So that's fair. I see what you know, you're saying. They, I, I do see what you're you know, getting. And at. like, I think it's more. It's a very tight movie. I think. Yeah. And so the pacing of the movie is really nice. It, it's a very fresh movie. Yeah, I, I thought the pacing you know, was really good like too. There's yeah. definitely acts like you can yep. literally divide the movie into thirds. And mm-hmm. I think that helps the movie out tremendously. I think my biggest complaint with it was I feel like there were obvious lines of where Greta Gerwig had pretty much complete creative control. 
and where the studio decided kind of what they wanted to happen in certain scenes. Oh, really? You think so? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't really pick up on I, I that. I feel like there was sometimes like a lack of consistency in the, like in that, like kind of like I'm saying, like with the opening scene, like we had like a lot of symbolic Barbie actions. And I feel like, especially in the middle, mm. there was a lack of that. That's true. Okay. <clears throat> okay. I'll have to maybe rewatch it to see what you're saying. Okay. But I don't, I don't fault her at all for yeah, that. Yeah. 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 I think no, that I is gotcha. more yeah. the corporate sponsor. There's definitely some, like that whole middle part of what, when they're in the real world yeah. is very like studio, like yes. it, it has executive like, WB right. written all over it. Like yeah. literally there is a WB logo yeah. in that middle section, which yeah. is pretty funny. <laughs> it was also very critical of Mattel, which I am understanding it was very involved in the making of this movie. Like the, it is their property and they're making a bunch of other Mattel related movies after this. But they were like, oh yeah, Mattel sucks. Like there was there was a lot of very obvious criticism, which kind of threw me off a little bit. Oh uh, yeah, I guess I guess that's a good point. I mean yeah. I I perceived it at it wasn't just Mattel. I, it was like every big corporation. Sure. I, I mean, I like obviously Mattel approved it. I think they're just a good sport about it. Yeah, and that that's great. You know, yeah, they were probably like, "You go, Greta. Yes, <laughs> yes, like, Greta. You know, shit on us. Shit please. on us. Yeah. yeah, we've only had two women CEOs. You're right. Right. Let's point it out. Yeah. 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 I think they did a very good job of representing the idea of Barbie was made to be something to empower women, and it is kind of been weaponized almost weaponized against women and made them feel not enough but i thought they did a very good job at the end bringing that back and being like hey you know we are what you can be and we want you to have these great they did try to redeem it right for sure i mean like growing up i never played with barbies you know right we're all men so like growing up we had superheroes and you know, Power Rangers. Joe, like Power Rangers, <laughs> like, Transformers. They, Transformers, you know, yeah. they had like jobs and roles, and they were all celebrated. And for a while, Barbie was just I tan, you know, yeah. And so, I mean, us or I'm growing playing up, house, or I'm when, being a mother, yeah, exactly, yeah. But when we were growing up, I, I remember seeing more commercials about like this is Doctor Barbie, right? And, you know, and kind of it's like very nice to see that that we're on like the we were on the uptrend. Mm-hmm. You know, like, my niece loves Barbies. Yeah. It feels very nice knowing that the Barbies she plays with now are, like, doctors, writers, Nobel Prize winners, Mm -hmm. lawyers, you know, compared to, like, when probably my sisters were growing up, uh, they were just like, what's up? I'm Barbie. (laughs) I'm a mom. I come in only three skin tones. (laughs) Fuck you. Right. That was the official packaging. Yeah. Yeah. It's very nice to, like embrace that change and that trend and to celebrate you know more positive yeah interactions yeah because they are toys let's keep it real you know like toys influence kids in a lot of ways 100 percent. yeah i mean you grow up you know playing pokemon like i did you're 20 some years old playing still playing pokemon yeah so (laughs) yeah you know People don't grow is what we're saying, ever. I mean, not in this society. Not in this economy? In this economy? economy? Couldn't be. (laughs) Casey, was there anything that surprised you about this movie that you weren't expecting? They had a Matchbox 20 song in the movie. (laughs) That 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 shocked me. I was like, I didn't. This is the last song I expected them to put in this movie. Um, I legitimately thought it was going to be Wonderwall. Yeah, yeah, that would have been good. How he whispered that over to me in the middle of the movie, and I was was like, oh yeah, yeah, because it definitely like sounded like that. And then yeah, it was totally a Matchbox 20 song. 
but no, it, it, it was it was in a very like so. funny scene in the movie where right like the barbies had devised this plan to kind of like take back control and it was just it fit perfectly with where they were going with things and i i, I thought it was brilliant my favorite part of the movie is the beach off oh and the, where, right they're, where they're all like going at each other yeah like towards yeah. the end where they're just like popping shirts yeah and, and you know having sparkle battles yeah. and it leads into a footloose and yeah. they, they, they were not frugal they were not frugal with the opportunities Greece, to show Ryan Gosling's ripped. I was, I was for it. <laughs> ripped I, body. I, I, you All know, for it. I think women, you know, have been sexualized for a hundred plus years in cinema. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is one for the ladies and for me. <laughs> and yeah, 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 man. Anyone, yeah. anyone who's a fan of Ryan Gosling. I mean, Ryan Gosling, <laughs> including all of us and his body. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the Kens. <laughs> all the Kens. All the Kens were Kenning. Yeah. All the Bobbies were Barbieing. Yeah. You know. It's very fun. I I think the whole... You can definitely feel the love and excitement out of every cast member yeah. in this it movie. It seemed like it must have been so much fun to shoot. Just the like, energy and the vibes. Oh, yeah. Are, I, to, to I can't imagine how much crew. fun it would be oh. to be an actor or an actress in that movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Just all, like, even looking at the marketing material of just like, oh, yeah. Ron Gosling and Margot Robbie the music. talking about it. Oh, oh my oh, the God. The soundtrack. Great. This movie yeah. is helping. Not It's not starting the revolution, but it's definitely helping bring back the movie soundtrack game. Spider-Man yes. did this too. Black Panther is done Or where they have their own songs. Yeah. And like, yeah. especially... Oh, you mean the Spider-Verse movies, right? Yeah, yeah, the Spider-Verse like, movies, okay. yeah. The... Something I miss from the early 2000s specifically, and even other times too, but it was really in the 90s and early 2000s, there was a period of time where if you had like, you know, a comedy, like, you know, a good a good summer romp kind of thing, you yeah. would have a... Euro a uh, uh, like exactly like a Euro trip, right? You would have a <laughs> scene in the movie that would be like, "Oh, come over to the party. We've got this band playing," and the band would be like Smash Mouth, yeah, just like in somebody's backyard. And then they would write an original song for the movie, and it was great. And I don't know yeah. why they stopped it. Maybe yeah. it just felt like too corporate sellouty. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. I love watching an old movie and saying, "Is that is that three eleven? Yeah, like right? Like I mean, it's so good. What do you do? do you do? Yeah, as literally as like. Or it was like Sublime or something. I think it was, I I think it was yeah. Limp Biscuit. Maybe. It was, but like still, I I love seeing that. That's so funny to me. Yeah. It's so good. The uh I, today I, two has a really good reference. I haven't seen that movie in a while. Bar, and it's like a funk band. Oh yeah. Thank you for <laughs> Yeah. I have not seen that movie in forever, oh, it's, man. It's it's, oh, a, it's yeah. better than it's on it's on my yeah. list for this podcast. For oh, really? Yeah. Okay. It absolutely nice. is. Nice. Yeah. I was uh driving today and uh, closer to find the song came on in the Barbie movie. It is when she's leaving Barbie land and they're driving every time that they're driving away from Barbie land. They always play this so song. Fun. And I think to it, even every time they're in the yeah, car, every time they're in the Corvette. And I was listening. It's a great song. First of all, the lyrics I was listening to and I, the chorus goes, um, there's more than one answer to these questions pointing me in a crooked line. And the less I seek my source for some definitive closer I am to find. And I thought that actually yeah. was like listening to that and being like, oh, wait, that is the entire plot of this movie. It's a thesis. It thing, was man, bro. so good because I didn't catch that in like all the trailers have that song. You know, I didn't they, I didn't really see it in the movie while I was watching it. And it's not till I was kind of like listening and singing the words. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is the movie. This is what the movie's based on. Yeah. yeah and yeah. it's it was it was really cool. That's, that's I thought cool. that was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking about songs. I knew ahead of time that the Barbie Girl song wasn't going to be in the movie. Right. But well, because Mattel at, hates it. 
I know. It was never officially licensed. Are you talking out. about the one that they played in the I'm credits? A Barbie girl. Yeah, they played it like right at the end. It's there. Like they do a Ice Spice and I think oh, Nicki Minaj yeah, or something yeah, cover, yeah. or like there's a new song that they sample that old song from Aqua. Yeah. Okay, um, but it's not the it's, it's not, not the, it's the, not the exact song. one. I mean, because yeah. it kind of does. It's a really it's, bad song. It, it, They're it, like, it, you, yeah, it's very yeah. sexual. It's very very. It's not great. My like, it's a it's a banger. My banger. Two thousands baby really like grew up with that and just yeah, I need it. I know. I, I understand. They, they give us a taste of it, which they is did. nice. They yeah. Any final thoughts? Uh, go see Barbie. Go see and Barbie. Go see Oppenheimer. Go see Oppenheimer. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Yeah. What's the order if you do them in the same day? Oppenheimer first. Oppenheimer Barbie. first. Thank you. I don't understand why this is even a question. I can't imagine you need to end ending the night. my day with you Oppenheimer. Need, all right. Here's here's yeah, the definitely prime definitely definitely finish off with Barbie. I think. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. Agree. Welcome to Howie's Quarter on life advice. Okay, you need to clear out your whole day. All right. Your day's gone, right? You wake up. Your day's up. done. Your day's it's, gone. It's, uh, it's Saturday, right? You wake up. Let's say you get out of bed. Your day starts at 9 a.m. You prepare for three hours. Smoke you go a whole see, pack of cigarettes. Yes. Go see Oppenheimer at 12, right? Yeah. It's yeah. three hours. You got till three. From three. Get out of there at 3.30. From three to seven, right? You Drink. You eat <laughs> and you drink and you have a great time with your friends. You need a posse, minimum four. I'm starting okay. a new term. Evening brunch. That's just dinner. No, not not this. Yunch. Yunch. <laughs> yeah. Yunch. Or, or e-bunch. <laughs> e-bunch. Uh, anyway, so from three to four is prime. Turn your brain off. Let's get hammered. Let's eat some food, right? And then you go at seven o'clock. You go see Barbie, right? All yeah. your friends. You're, you're wear like, pink. You, you gotta you, wear you pink. You have to wear pink. Casey didn't wear pink and I was very upset. <laughs> you have to wear pink and then you go see this movie. Right, you have a, the time of your life. The right? time of your life. You're a Barbie and you're a Ken at once. Everyone's Barbie. Everyone's, everyone's Barbie. Ken. Okay. Yeah. The movie gets out nine o'clock. You go out the rest of the night with your friends. You party it up, you and then you do it again the next day. No, you wake up Saturday. <laughs> you wake up Sunday, refresh because you made sure to hydrate between drinks. Yep. And then you go do your Sunday errands, and you see Mission Impossible. Uh, I, I mean, I wouldn't. I'm not seeing it. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, but I want to. Well, I guess you guys yeah. got to watch the other ones. But. Yeah. All right. Some quick final thoughts on Barbie. Quick final thoughts. Great movie. I thought it had a really powerful message at the end. Absolutely. Like it definitely hit very close to home just with empowering women and just empowering people in general as just individuals. I thought that was really cool. And I thought they did a really good job with it. So just wanted to put that in there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thanks. And I feel like we just go without saying all three of us are straight white males. Obviously, our opinions on this are probably do not matter. should be they weighted significantly matter. less than anyone who has ever gone through anything that they have explicitly talked about in in the Barbie movie. And you know, we are here trying to be supportive and listen Absolutely. and learn from these kind of things. And we are thankful that these stories are being made more frequently, and that we can see these through a lens that helps us understand. Very true. Um, Absolutely. Uh, I do just want to give a quick shout out to uh, my friend Kyle. And Our his, first shout and out. And his wow, wife Kate. That's pretty uh, sweet. They just had a really like a gorgeous baby girl. Aw. So uh, named just, Barbie. Yes. Uh, B- her name Barbie is- Robert J Oppenheimer. Whatever that. Last name <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um. So congratulations to them. Congrats. Um, Thanks yeah, for congratulations. listening. Congratulations. Yeah. Also a kind of like a PSA. If any of our listeners wants uh, me to say anything. Uh, just, just DM us on Instagram. How we will uh, say anything. I will. Mike. I mean, within reason. <laughs> um, <laughs> Maybe not anything. Actually, he will say anything. As the editor of the podcast, not everything <laughs> might get through. But yeah, I will say this: if you guys have anything to congratulate 
anybody else on. Yeah. Just just send us a send it the our way. Positivity we're gonna, corner. We're gonna spread the positivity. Yep. Give it pass it along to the next person. So uh hugs and kisses. Mwah. We'd love to hear your wins and your positive things. Yes. <laughs> your positive vibes. Yeah. Send them our way. And we'll uh, anytime. Well, this is a great first positivity corner. Thank you so yeah. much, Howie. Uh-huh. Yep. Thanks, Howie. All right. We will be back with a campaign. Yeah, I'm excited. Two worlds. I, I yeah. am super excited to play. Barbenheimer. <laughs> is it Barbenheimer though? That's the question. It's 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 Oppen Oppen B. We'll have to see. Oppie. Uh, Oppen RB. Arby's. <laughs> it's Arby's. Arby's, we have the bees. <laughs> Arby's, we have the bombs. We're rolling oh, out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to be featured on Howie's new Positivity Corner, please send us an email or DM us in our socials. That's going to be goodtimesroll.pod at gmail.com. On Insta and threads, we're at goodtimesroll.pod. And on Twitter, we're at GTRRPGPOD. Make sure to follow us on those socials. We post fun hints about future episodes and behind-the-scenes looks at some of the old ones, too. We'll be back later this week with the first episode of the campaign, so make sure to check that out. If you like what you're hearing, please rate and review, and more importantly, share this with a friend who you think would enjoy it. Uh, You can hear our episodes on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Rocket Casts, and Pandora. Thanks for keeping it sexy, and we'll see you next time.